This is Trek FM. Telling frequencies open. This is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Friday, July eighteenth, twenty fourteen. I'm Christopher Jones, and I have one story for you today. Star Trek: The Official Magazine celebrates its fiftieth issue. This is an interesting story for me because I've been reading Star Trek magazines for years and years and years. The official fan club magazine, which became Star Trek Communicator, and then there was also the British Star Trek magazine from Titan Publications, in addition to Communicator for a long time. And then when Communicator stopped publishing, the Titan publication gained a U.S. edition as well. And that was interesting for me because I'm in Japan, and so I continued to get the British edition, even though there was this new American edition, and the sizes are different. There's U.S. letter size, your standard magazine size in the U.S., and the A4 format for the U.K. and what most of the rest of the world uses as paper sizes. So I remember the transition, and I remember letters in the uh, letters to the magazine section, where. Some readers in England were upset that the magazine had switched from British English to American English for its content, and the editor explained that because of the market sizes and the way the magazine was going to be distributed now, it made sense for them to go with American English, and it, it was interesting to see the crossover anyway. But now we are at fifty issues. And honestly, I remember, as I just said, when the change happened, and I feel like we should be at more than fifty issues by now, like way more than fifty issues. But of course, the magazine is now a quarterly, whereas before it was bi-monthly. I think it's been bi-monthly the whole time. But if you remember going way back, you would get monthly magazines. And I wanted to talk about the story today. Because I want to hear from you guys listening, how you feel about printed magazines, and this is a touchy subject for me, actually beyond Star Trek even, because I'm a magazine designer. That is actually where I started my career. I've been working in publishing now for almost twenty years, and I started out working in magazines. Well, before that, I started out doing general design stuff. By myself as a freelancer, then I started working for a publishing company, and so magazines are a format that I absolutely love. I've spent so many years of my life as a designer on publications, as an art director, as a managing editor, which led me to Trek FM, by the way. And although it's easier for me today, especially being in Japan and wanting to get English content, it's easier for me to consume material in digital format. And, and I still buy Star Trek: The Official Magazine, but I buy it digitally on my iPad because for me to get it in Japan, I have to go to a specific bookstore in the middle of Tokyo. I have to be there on just the right day, couple of days, because they don't get many copies, and then they're gone, and they're really expensive. I mean, like. Twenty dollars or more to get this magazine. Twenty-four dollars, even sometimes, depends on the exchange rate at the time. And it's not worth it to me to pay that much money for a print magazine anymore. Which leads me to part of the topic that I want to to know about from you. 
Today, because of the internet and, and with Trek FM, you know, we're doing podcasts. And so our content is fresh. It comes out daily or weekly. So the idea of a printed magazine is starting to feel very outdated. Now, I know that a majority of people still consume magazines as paper and still consume books as printed books. Newspapers, maybe not quite as much. And in a way, these types of magazines feel a lot like newspapers in that sense that like a novel doesn't get old, right? You can just don't talk to people about it if you haven't read it and you can read it whenever and it's new to you. But when it comes to information that changes, if you can't get that information out there quickly these days, then people already know about it. And with magazines, and again, I'm speaking generally with magazines, often, especially if it's bi-monthly or quarterly, in particular quarterly, by the time you read something, you already know it. You've already heard about it somewhere else. And at that point, you must rely on very, very good feature articles that are evergreen, as we call content, that can last an indefinite period of time and always be interesting to you, which is what we try to create with most of our podcasts, by the way. The non-news elements of our podcasts are meant to be evergreen, so you can come back to it five years from now and listen and, and enjoy it. So, Star Trek, the official magazine hitting its 50th issue, caught me off guard because I thought we should be around issue 300 or, or so right now, just because of the passage of time. But because of the bi-monthly and then the quarterly format, we're only at 50. Well, let me tell you what they're doing before I continue my conversation here about magazine format itself, because I do still encourage Star Trek fans to pick up Star Trek The Official Magazine. I, I keep saying it backwards. I think the actual name is The Official Star Trek Magazine from Titan Publications. I do encourage everyone to buy it. It, it does have great content that is evergreen. But the frequency has become such that I, I forget about this magazine. And then I'll get a notification on my iPad, a notification center, that says a new issue of the official Star Trek magazine is available. And then I remember that, oh yes, this magazine is still being published. So they are looking at Enterprise, uh, the iconic Enterprise, the ship itself, you know, where she came from, where she went, what she represents, as it's described by an article on StarTrek.com. Also, editor Christopher Cooper is going to give you his 50 reasons why he loves Trek. There's also an interview with Tim Russ, and he's going to be talking about the things that he's done after Voyager and how Tuvok is still very much a part of his life, even though it's been so long since he played Tuvok on Voyager. There are also details on Destination Star Trek 3 which will be coming to London in October, and how you can win tickets on that. With this being a British publication, there's a very fitting Trek Britain piece, which talks about British audiences and how they became interested in Star Trek. And actually, that reminds me, there is a great book. 
if you've never read it, it was published in, um, gosh, early 90s, I think, maybe mid-90s. It's called Future Perfect, How Star Trek Conquered the World. The title may have possibly been changed by now because they sometimes do that when they do reprints. But if you search for that, you'll probably find it. If you've never read that, I highly recommend that. But it's a little bit dated now, and some of the facts are are wrong. Uh, th- this author, he went around. I don't remember who wrote it off the top of my head. This author, he went around the world, and he met with Star Trek fans, and he talked to them about how they became involved in Star Trek and how they came to love Star Trek. One of the countries he came to was Japan. And he met with them at Mr. Donut, which is the biggest donut chain in Japan, which actually is originally from the U.S., but there are no Mr. Donuts left in the U.S. anymore. They're really big in Japan. He calls it Donut Man in the book, which made me laugh. And I wish he could have gotten that simple little bit of information correct in writing the book and editing. But the book is really, really interesting. So in this magazine, they're going to talk about British audience and how Star Trek won over Britain. There's also a bit about the anniversary of Star Trek Online. There is also some original fiction set aboard the Enterprise F. So lots of great content in here. But it also makes me think that, and and again, I just want to be clear, I'm coming at this from the angle of someone who built their entire career in magazine publishing And I'm just watching what's happening to the industry that I was a part of for so many years. Uh, And I actually still do some magazine work today, in fact, here in Tokyo. When I look at the contents here, they're going to have an interview with Tim Russ. But at the same time, I had Tim Russ on my show Continuing Mission three months ago to talk about Tuvok and to talk about Renegades. I decided I I wanted to get Tim's input on Renegades directly from him as the director and as the as he's reprising his role of Tuvok in Renegades. So I contacted him, I got him on the show, and that was very quick and timely. Whereas with a magazine, it, it takes so long to get the information out there. Likewise, 50 Reasons Why We Love Star Trek is another topic that you can do in audio as a podcast, or you can do it on a website. And particularly in audio, you can really expand upon it in a way that you can't do in print. And so these things just make me wonder about the future of print publishing and where it's heading. And what I'm curious to know from you is, do you still buy the official Star Trek magazine? And would you like to see the magazine published more frequently. Instead of a quarterly, if Titan were to publish this magazine as a bi-monthly once again, would you buy it each time? If they were to make it monthly once again so that the information could be fresher on a more frequent basis in the ways that we're accustomed to consuming content today, would you buy it every month? I know that not everyone wants to consume their content as audio or as video, you know, with television or, or other formats, uh, you know, video podcasts or whatever. Many people just really like to read. I personally love to hold a printed magazine in my hands. I like the feel 
of the magazine. I like flipping the pages. I like, you know, I can do this with my iPad. I can throw my iPad into my bag and I have the magazine as digital on my iPad and maybe I have 50 magazines as digital on my iPad. And when I'm on the train, I can pull up anyone I want and I can read it right there. Nevertheless, there's something, there's a disconnect there a little bit between if you grew up with printed material. And I feel that. And so I do like to have a printed magazine in my bag that I can pull out on the train. And I'm just wondering if there's maybe the potential for a resurgence of print and seeing something like the official Star Trek magazine coming back so that it doesn't take this many years to get to issue 50, but instead we're getting 12 issues every year, six issues every year. So let me know what you think about this. This is a little unusual hyperchannel today, I know. Uh, it's, it's, it's a news story, but it's more of a discussion. And what do you think about this publishing medium? So let me know. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C. Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com slash C. Brian Jones. Feel free to hit me up there, follow me, or send me a friend request. And I also have my own website at cbrianjones.com which I will hopefully update more frequently at some point in the near future. I usually have a network update for you to close out the show, and I actually do have some news to get out to you, but I wanted to give you a programming note, actually. I've missed a few days of Hyperchannel, as you've noticed, and I really, really hate for that to happen. This particular week has just been the craziest week for me that I can remember in a long time. I've recorded more shows this week in the span of five days than I've ever recorded before. And getting material ready for Hyperchannel and getting Hyperchannel recorded, it just wasn't possible for me to do over the past few days. So now we'll get back into the groove here. We'll get back into routine. Now, as a result of this layoff that I had here, and all the shows I recorded, I have some great content coming up for you guys in the days and weeks to come. David Gerald, the writer of The Trouble with Tribbles, is going to be on the official Star Trek Axanar podcast with Alec and me and also Christian Gossett this Sunday. So stay tuned for that. We're going to hear directly from David Gerald about Klingons and about this time period that is prior to the original series, in fact. Also, Robert Meyer Burnett, who has produced the fantastic documentaries on the TNG and the Enterprise Blu-rays, he's with us again. i got a show coming up with him about editing. That's also about Axanar. Uh, Michelle Specht, Dr. McKenna from Star Trek Continues, joined me for Continuing Mission. That'll be out on Sunday. We had a blast on that show also got Frank Serafini and other sound designers. Frank worked on Star Trek, the motion picture, and the search for Spock, talking about sound design. And also, we just recorded, I'm really excited about this, just recorded a new ready room this morning with John Champion and Ken Ray from Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, talking about TNG. They're getting ready to head into the next generation over on Mission Log they just finished Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, and this ready room is going to come out during their off week before they jump in to encounter at Farpoint, 
And we had a great discussion about Encounter at Farpoint, but also just about the transition from TOS to TNG and the story that Roddenberry wanted to tell. So that's just a sampling of the stuff that I've recorded this week. So much great stuff for you guys. Thank you for all the feedback that you've been sending me as well. I need to get all that organized so I can share that with you here on the show and and share my thoughts on that as well. So thank you for your patience during this week with the days that I missed here with Hyper Channel. The show isn't going anywhere. I'm going to get it back on a daily schedule. And I do appreciate you all listening. So if you want to share your thoughts with me again on this magazine topic today, see Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y on Twitter, facebook.com slash Jones, or the network on Twitter is trekfm, facebook.com slash trekfm, our community on Google Plus, just search trek.fm. We have forums at trek.fm slash forums. Also, you can send me a voicemail if you go to the show page on our website. You'll see a little widget in the sidebar that lets you do that. And we have a contact form also, trek.fm slash contact. Choose to send to a show, choose Hyper Channel, and that will come to me by email. Well, thanks as always, everyone, for listening. I look forward to hearing from you and talking to you every day here on Hyper Channel. So until tomorrow, go watch some Trek. Trek.